Welcome to All Fired Up. I'm Louise, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk all things anti-diet. Has diet culture got you in a fit of rage? Is the injustice of the beauty ideal getting your knickers in a twist? Does Fitspo make you want a Spitspo? Are you ready to hurl if you hear one more weight loss tip? Are you ready to be mad, loud, and proud? Well, you've come to the right place. Let's get all fired up. Welcome back to the All Fired Up podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you again. I want to start with a bit of gratitude. Thank you, everyone, for your continuing messages of love and outrage. I really appreciate your support for this podcast and for the whole idea of being fired up against diet culture. Just a huge shout out to all of you diet culture dropouts. You rock. And if something is getting up your nose, like if your rageometer is starting to fire up, I want to hear about it. Who knows? Maybe we can unpack it here on the All Fired Up podcast. So if something's annoying you about diet culture, drop me a message. Send me an email to louise at untrapped.com.au and we'll see if we can unpack it. And of course, if you love All Fired Up, please rate and review it at Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love a big five-star review and some nice words if possible, because the more uh, positive reviews that come out, the more this little podcast gets noticed. And of course, the domino effect of that is that diet culture finally topples and I can go off and become a florist like I've always wanted to. Onto free stuff. Who doesn't love that? First of all, of course, our free ebook, Everything You've Been Told About Weight Loss is Bullshit, is absolutely free and downloadable right now. You can get your hot hands on it as soon as you press a button. How exciting is that? This ebook was written by me and Fiona Willer, the awesome anti diet dietitian and host of her own amazing podcast, Unpacking Weight Science. This is a fabulous ebook because we're unpacking all of those myths that you always hear about the relationship between weight and health. So this is an excellent resource, very readable to give to people who might be interested in the anti-diet approach or maybe even health providers who are kind of wondering why you're interested in pushing back against diet culture. So you can email, uh, download it now, untrapped.com.au. The ebook will just pop up and you can download a copy or you can go to the Instagram, which is untrapped underscore au and click on the link and you'll see the ebook there. So get your hands on it. And if you're after more free stuff, there's also a free mini e-course, which I've created, which is called How to Befriend Your Body. And this is a lovely just sort of mini e-course where you get an email from me every every day for 10 days. And each day that you get the email, you'll have a lovely little self-compassion training module, which is directed towards helping you make peace with your body. It's pretty cool. Self-compassion is like the secret ingredient of unlearning diet culture. It's incredibly powerful. I absolutely love self-compassion stuff and I love this little e-course. So if you're struggling to feel at home in your own body, thanks diet culture, get the e-course. So you can find it at the Instagram again. So go to untrapped underscore AU, click on the link in the bio and then click on befriending your body e-course. And I hope you really enjoy it because it's so cool. And I just want to shout out to to Untrapped, this awesome online anti-diet community that I co-created with a host of other anti-diet health professionals. This is an amazing community and it supports this podcast. So Untrapped Revenue helps support this podcast to get this message out to all of you guys always for free. Untrapped is 
just, it's been going for four years almost, which is kind of incredible. And it's built up into this incredible connection and network of people who are genuinely living in an untrapped way. And it's just so cool, especially since the pandemic has happened. The community's really gathered together. We've been meeting every week since the lockdowns began and our bonding has become next level. So I just want to shout out to everyone in the beautiful Untrapped community. I couldn't do everything I do without your support. And it's just, uh, it's just incredible. So if you're struggling with stuff in diet culture, if you've had a gutful of dieting, and if you don't know what to do next, please head to Untrapped dot com.au check out the online community it's at a special price it's only at three hundred dollars australian now and i'm going to leave it at that forever because i want as many people as possible to access high quality information on how to make peace with your body how to make peace with food how to make peace with moving all of that kind of stuff but also connect with just the most incredible group of people who are living it so untrapped.com.au if you're interested. Okay, let's get on to the show. Now, look, I am so excited to bring you this conversation. So a few months ago, I was scrolling through Instagram, as you do, and I came across this incredibly funny recording from a British comedian called, at the time, Nanny McBee, who's now Cara McBee. But she had done this satirical helpline for uh internet trolls and I just could not stop laughing. I'm just going to play you a little clip right now. Hello, you're through to the OBCC Overweight Bitches Content Creators Helpline. How may I help? Someone on TikTok displaying signs of happiness despite having a larger body again. I see. Let's have a look. Uh, It says here you've signed up to our patriarchal beauty ideals plan. Are you sure so happy with that? Yeah, it's just lots of people have upgraded already um, as they found that plan quite constricting. Um, between you and me, the company founders do like to move the goalposts a lot. So it is hard to keep up. No, you're happy with your existing plan and the daily misery it causes? Fair enough. Oh, you'd like everyone else moved back onto the old plan so they can be miserable too. I'm afraid we can't help you there. Uh, have you tried giving less of a shit about what others do? Tried a bit of trolling to make yourself feel better? We have, and it doesn't work. Okay. Well, look, we're here for you if you want to upgrade, love, anytime. So as soon as I watched that, after I finished laughing, I basically contacted Kara to say, please come on this podcast and explain because you are too incredibly funny. The satire was on point. I mean, the idea of a helpline for people who are trolling fat people on the internet is just, it's gold. It's absolute gold. So I am really looking forward to this, uh, sharing this conversation with you. She's a British TikTok star. She's a comedian. She's an anti-diet crusader. And of course, she's now known as Cara underscore McBee. But we just had the most terrific conversation, which we are really deconstructing those trolls and it's hilarious. And we also hear about how Kara came to this place to uh, be so incredibly awesome around all of this. So I'm very excited and I know you're going to have fun with this one. So without further ado, I give you me and Kara. So Kara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. All the way from uh, London lockdown. Tell me, what is firing you up? Well, mostly internet trolls who are 
or myself being a fat person, the ones that bug me the most are the ones that are coming after larger people for no reason whatsoever, it seems. Or they, well, they create their reasons, but um, mm-hmm. I don't ever think any of them are justified. I, so I could not agree more. I, I've even, um, I think a little while ago, one of my friends here in Australia, who's a, a fat activist, came on the show to talk about internet trolling and just how how intense it is. And if, if you are in a larger body doing anything in the public eye, it's like fair game. And yeah. like you said, there's there's no reason that can justify, like when we say trolling, it's just bullying. Yeah, absolutely. And Ugh. the problem is half the time as well that they will say, they'll start off with a mean comment. And then if you try and challenge them on it, or even try and be a bit funny, which is my go-to, they backtrack and say, well, I'm just concerned about health. Well, how, if you're concerned about people, coming in with a really nasty comment is not, is not going to change anything, is it? And you know that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's such a lie to say, well, you know, I care about people. No, you don't. You just want to bully and that's that. Yeah. And on the internet, like it's next level. So what do you, on the, like on the internet, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> you're on TikTok and Instagram. So is that, yep. and, and I assume Facebook, even <laughs> even though everyone here in Australia yeah. is slowly getting kicked off Facebook. Yeah, I know. I was reading about that today. It's so awful. It's weird, but that, those are your kind of platforms. How long have you been on and doing stuff in comedy or just, because it looks like your platform that is so awesome and you cover a lot of topics. I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been told before that I should try and stick to one thing and, and find my niche, but hmm. I find that very difficult. I'm a multifaceted person. There's a lot going on and we can have so many niches. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. How long have I been up? Well, I joined TikTok at the beginning of lockdown last year, 2020. So that was March. And I didn't even post for a while because I, I couldn't, I'm also getting old. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it intimidated me so much. But I was enjoying the content, but I was desperate to kind of get involved as well. So I forced myself to figure it all out, Gosh. spend time on it. And at first I sort of started just joining in with the trends that occur on there. And then I thought, no, I've got to start putting out my own stuff because I'm enjoying being creative and and, uh, performing, I suppose, for want of a better word. I was enjoying doing that again and putting myself out there. So one night, something rolled me up. There's, I mean, obviously, I follow a lot of body positive, health at every size creators on there. And just looking at the comments are just horrendous. I know. Completely disgusting. It's not on at all. Hats off and a huge shout out to anyone who's a fat content creator. Because like it's absolute shit what what you have to put up have to put up with but what hate comes from that's it. what I was going to say you have to have a thick skin but actually you shouldn't have to have no. a thick skin that's mm. the problem but yeah so I was just I was completely riled up by it all and as I said my go to is just making light of situations with a bit of comedy and so yeah I just just out of the blue just tapped something out on the keyboard filmed it did it in one take put the captions on, posted it before going to bed. It's a ridiculous hour of the night as well because I tend to stay up late so that I have more time to myself when my kids and everyone's in bed and it's quiet. I can so relate. I thought, you know, it's 3am, shove that out there. If I wake up in the morning and it's got no views, I'll just delete it. It's fine. And I woke up and it had blown up. Wow. So, and then not only that, there were people asking for more. So I thought, okay, well, this is, I can continue with this because I've got lots to talk about. So yeah, that's how it started. Okay, and that's the the post that was the overweight bitches content creators yeah. helpline. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And 
maybe this is why you resonated so strongly with me because like I got pissed off with diet culture enough to make a podcast, even though I deep down, I really am an introvert and, and it takes energy and anxiety and all kinds of stuff to put it out. But you did the same thing, right? You just got the shits with yeah. something. <clears throat> and then from the shits came brilliance, just creative <laughs> brilliance. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying. Um, yeah, I really didn't expect it to do what it did. I really didn't, but I'm pleased that it did. But yeah, um, I'm an introvert as well. I'm, that's one of, the, one of the reasons why online stuff is great for me because I can do my little thing while I'm in my little bubble and my little world and then put it out there. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. But it blew up because it resonated. Like I I do think I love comedy as a way, you know, satire does highlight injustice. And I think the British do it better than anyone. (laughs) Lots of people have said that. Lots of people have said the accent adds to it just because it gives that extra little ding, that extra bit of sass. Yes. Yes. Because you have a, um, the way you kind of, uh, in a motherly tone, <laughs> let these trolls know that maybe it's them maybe it's them. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's beautiful stuff so so when you say it blew up like how what was that like for you to just be someone who's like literally just learned tiktok and then boom it was bizarre I got quite overwhelmed by it at first because I was kind of my brain was trying to go but why what is it about this that's and obviously the subject matter is important and I know lots of people talk about that already but I just didn't understand why that particular thing had hit and I think for me because I overanalyze everything and I think of I overthink things and I'm constantly trying to sort of figure everything out so I was obsessed with like what is this winning secret <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the formula I think yeah exactly but I think what it was is just people had never kind of other than saying we'll go away you're not being very nice or trying to sort of hit these trolls with facts about fat bodies and the fact that they can be healthy at every size I don't think anyone had sort of shone a light on why they behave the way they do, or at least in a way that had had resonated before. I think it's very easy to say, well, you're just being mean. But I mean, maybe it's because I've always worked in childcare and if there's a bad behavior, I've always trying to figure out what's prompted it. There's a need there that's not being met usually. What is it about you? Yeah, what is it about you? That's why, exactly. So that's why I kind of was able to kind of deconstruct the troll a bit, I think. And then I think a lot of people are like, that is why they do that. That is it. It is because they're a bit miserable and they're, you know, whatever's going on or whatever in their lives. Yeah. And it's and like nothing think- to do with the health. Like that yeah, bit exactly. in a lot of them where you're like, well, if this fat person was to die, are you going to contribute to their funeral costs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It is not about your <clears throat> concern. And, and we, you know, lots of people say that, you know, and what is it called? It's called concern trolling. Concern trolling, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you are like highlighting that this that there is no concern here, but there's a troubled human. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I've got my own experiences to draw on as well because I've been in a thin body, I've been in a bigger body than this, I've been all over the place. I remember growing up and I was fairly slim for a long time, and still feeling that scrutiny on me and my body. And because of the behaviours that I was modelled growing up. It's okay to look at the fat person and laugh, or it's okay to look at the person who's wearing shorts when they've got big thighs. Because of all of that, I used to assume that people looked at everybody in that way. Everyone was scrutinizing everyone. And if I saw somebody in a larger body just moving through life happily, carefree, I was confused. I would Mm -hmm. just look at them and be like, how are you doing this? I don't understand. And then a lot of the time that confusion would bubble up and it's habit to then 
spit out something, some comment, because that's what you've been modeled. So it's mm. like, well, that person shouldn't be wearing shorts because they're fat. And so that's the other thing as well. I had my own experiences of, of being quite mean. I'd like to think I've never actually actively gone and hurt somebody, but the thoughts were there. Oh, well, yeah. You know, the thoughts of being like, well, how dare you exist in public as a fat person? That's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be torturing ourselves to not be fat. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's, I found it, I tried to sort of assume, or not assume, but I tried to sort of wonder if maybe that sort of thing is going on within the troll as well. I've got to attack you for your choices because they don't align with mine. I just, That's yeah, it's like, I don't understand. Because like what you're, I think you're talking about like internalized weight stigma, like these messages yeah. that all of us, thin, fat, in between, all of us get these messages that in diet culture, it's, we've always got to be thin. And anyone who's not and isn't trying needs to be yeah. put back in yeah. their place. Yeah, and reminded of their non-conformity. But you've you've obviously examined that and come to a different conclusion. Whereas maybe some of the trolls just haven't. Maybe all of the I trolls. I think yeah. I was I was talking to somebody last night actually about about diet culture and how because we grow up with it, it's just one of those things that just is yeah. just there. Just the soup. And so we don't think to question it. No, nope. that's just life. And so when you see somebody who has questioned it and maybe stuck two fingers up and said, fuck that, I'm not doing it, it's jarring. You just don't get it. And then you're kind of angry because you're watching them live their best life without this burden. Don't even really know you have. You know it's yeah. there, but you don't know how to label it or what to do with it. And you're watching somebody move through life without that burden. And there's an anger, there's a jealousy there. And yeah. then it's like, no, no, hold on. I'm going to make sure you come back into this box. I'm going to make sure I tell you that you're wrong. You've got to be back over here in the box conforming with me. That's what I think it is sometimes for some people. Wow. No, that's a really awesome understanding of it. And that 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 sort of, now I can see how you got the, the idea of the helpline. Like there is like literally help out there if you're a troll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, come to Nanny and uh, and you will explain these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unexamined. But I always wonder, you know, because there, there's a level of misogyny that you can't ignore in Absolutely. all of this trolling behaviour, that it's about men controlling often women or anything different as well to, to just the male-female binary. But what do you think of that, that, that kind of um, controlling element with trolls? So I did, I think I did, I did do a, one of the OBCC helplines was about this. It was basically saying, are you really mad at fat people? Or is it just that if you see women existing without a care for continuing to look as thin as possible or to match whatever beauty ideal du jour is going on, are you worried that you'll be less able to use that as a form of troll? Yes. So I mean, I've seen it all the time with friends and family being in relationships and saying, oh, well, you know, so-and-so said I should be watching my weight or, you know, mm-hmm. so-and-so said I shouldn't order dessert. I just think, why? Fuck these guys. What are they doing? How dare they? Meanwhile, they're off out doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, having 12 beers. And I, uh, yeah. And I remember saying to people, it's not about your weight. They just want to control you. That's what it is, which obviously didn't go down very well. Yeah. I, did try and be a, I did try and be a little more compassionate than that. Than that. But yeah, that, and that's exactly what it is. You know, there's, it's the same thing. It's like controlling, concern trolling within a relationship, men trying to find a reason to put women down uh-huh. so that they can keep them feeling not as worthy as they are 
in order to keep them by their side? Because not many men are worthy of the presence of a woman, in my opinion. I am just like having a quiet standing ovation here. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely true. And, you know, it's it's poignant today in Australia. It's the 12-month anniversary of the murder of a woman and her three kids by her violent ex-husband who had been controlling her for years. And it's just such a dreadful story, so traumatic. And what is coming from that is this push to recognise coercive control as abuse and violence. Yep. And, and, like, it's staggering to think we're in 2021 and this basic recognition of how men control women, it's not legislated, it's not recognised. Um, yep. It's like, yeah, it's mistaken for, oh, I'm just concerned about your health. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. I was talking on my Instagram the other day actually about how as women we're conditioned to always put other people's feelings before our own. And that includes our comfort. And we'll we'll question ourselves and we will dismiss bad behaviors from other people in order to make everyone comfortable. And aside from putting our own comfort aside, we're also conditioned, I think, to be the caregivers for everyone. Hmm. So when something happens, if somebody treats you badly, it's like, well, what's the fallout for everyone? It's not just me, it's my family, it's their family. It's And so I think things like that are what keep people in abusive situations because we're busy worrying about everybody involved. Not It's not just between the two people. Everyone Whereas, except ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Whereas men are not conditioned, they can just move through life and, and you know, they can... Brothers can move away from home and never be responsible for parents, whereas women are the ones that are more obligated to mm. stay and keep the families together and stuff. And I think in general, that allows, and a lot of men play on that. They know what's going on. They know they can abuse our our kindness and our compassion and our just willingness to keep the peace, whereas they can just run like a bull through a china shop and not care somebody else is going to pick up the pieces. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, it's everything you're saying is so true and it's it's important to raise awareness of it, which is why you, through the power of humour and satire, are raising awareness. That's why you blew up. Because <laughs> now's the time. I think a lot of people are waking up and recognising that control is is in a lot of unexpected places. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And pushing back. And I, I absolutely love what's happening in, like, the whole world of body positivity and health at every size and just, like, representation of diversity and respect for diversity. Yeah, and it's, of course, it's accompanied by a big pushback because, you know, when your position of power is threatened, you're going to you're gonna up the volume on the trolling. This is what made me laugh about. There was a, a personal trainer who's got quite a large following on Instagram recently mm. ranting again about fat people. And Oh, which one? Myself, oh, his name is James something. Yes, I think I've done a podcast. Um, I, think, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Mm. And he was he was ranting again. And I just thought, dude, your business is not in danger. Like, what are you mm. doing here? You've got plenty of people who do take fitness seriously. You don't have to come after fat people. And you know what? If you are worried about, you know, your income and your industry and everything else, you know what? If you are kinder to people in larger bodies, because people in larger bodies don't just reject health you know there are people who still have fitness goals and and things like that if you want to include those people all you'd ever do is increase your market you know by shutting down fat people you are not protecting something you're just alienating a bunch of people that you could include in what you're doing yeah just yeah 
You're becoming a dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. You're you're kind of um, ensuring your own extinction. Yeah. You know, like clothing shops that don't have full ranges, like i.e. most of them. Yeah. Again, that that absolutely confuses me why people would say, oh, look, like our... um, one of the major fitness brands here in Australia is always criticised because it doesn't, it stops at like the average Australian woman's size. It stops. That's the highest. And famously they were, they were saying, look, there's no market. Oh my God. <laughs> like, have you checked the, the you know, the stats on, on human yeah. females? Like it's kind of weird to say like fat people don't exist when like, Clearly, they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the average, the average size, been increasing mm. steadily over the years, and yet the clothes have not uh, no. moved to cater to what is now probably the majority of people. It is. So, it's so weird, and yet, like yeah. somehow, we're all clothed. It's. <laughs> we had, a, I think, it was it was a major sports brand who brought out specific a specific plus size range. And it got splashed all over Twitter and the media. And people were saying, well, if you give fat people clothes to wear at the gym, you're promoting obesity. Oh, How does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Tell, please tell, so you're telling fat people to not go to the gym then. Like, what what mm. did you want? Mm. And that's, that's what it comes back to. People just want to believe they want to have that number of people that they can feel that will make them feel better about themselves. They have to have people yeah. below yeah. them. Let's, let's keep everything narrow. Let's yeah. keep the um, unrealistic ideal and exclu- let's keep excluding. Let's keep it like that because that's what I'm comfortable with and that's like, it's not going to threaten my power. Yeah. But, exactly. Yeah. And it is like a giant schoolyard. And you mentioned that you're in childcare. So, so are you a childcare worker? Are you, are you a nanny? So I used to, yeah, <laughs> I was a nanny. Yeah, I was a nanny until my last job ended because of COVID. So, um, yeah, but I've worked in all sorts of settings. I've worked in early years and and schools and yeah so yeah it's tough it is really tough because I'm finding with my own kids as well well my only my son's school age but all the work we've done at home with him on about accepting all different shapes and sizes and colors of people and then he goes to school and one kid Mm. says something and it's kids they will much rather take the word of their mates and even their teachers than they would mum and dad Mm -hmm. at home so that's been hard to fight against. But there was one good incident, actually. There was a kid at my son's school who tried to piss him off by saying, your mum's so fat. And my son just went, and? Like, yeah. He didn't get the significance of the insult. He was just like, yes, congratulations. Oh your God. eyeballs work. Well done. <laughs> and he came home and he told me, I was like, so weird. <laughs> he said that. Yeah. I was like, good on you, so, Something, something is going in and staying there, which is good, which is good. But uh-huh. yeah, there's, there's still a lot of, a lot of stuff that kids pick up from their parents that are still, they're still, around. they still have to go out into the soup of diet culture. Yeah, um, exactly. It's funny you said it because I raised my kids also to be really body positive and really inclusive. And, and around, I can't remember how old they were, but my oldest child had something like that happen. And their friend said, oh gosh, your mom's so fat. And my kid goes, you realize you said that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so good. <laughs> yes. And then I think the same year they were in the, the health classes and they were they were telling the kids that they had to eat a certain way, otherwise they would get fat. And my my kid comes home and goes, But mum, I, I am fat. So what do I eat? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The messaging is horrendous. It's yes, but you know, it's it's like we can't stop them going out in the world. Well, unless we're in lockdown, we kind of can. 
but we it's all these teaching opportunities to identify it as not a problem of your body or of yeah. mum's body, a problem of how the body is being treated. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I love the fact that you're on the internet treating the trolls like a giant schoolyard. <laughs> Like, hey, yeah, come, yes, come, come yeah. to the principal's office. Let's have a talk about what you did and why it was wrong. <laughs> this is the funny thing, actually. A lot of the times when the trolls comment on those videos, the helpline videos, they ignore everything that I've said and they come there just to tell me again that I'm fat. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this video is about you. You realize, listen to it. You might learn that. something. Yeah. So, so you have lots of trolls commenting on the OBCC helpline videos. Do you know what? touch word I've actually been I've been shocked that I haven't received as many as I thought I would but I have a theory about that I think it's because I'm funny at least I think I'm funny you're very funny I think that intimidates people a bit ah, they, yes. I think they probably know they're gonna at least get a bit of sass back if not completely you know slapped down do you know what I mean that's my theory on it anyway because I mean mm-hmm. I see other people just dancing or you know, even people just having a chat about something online and someone comes in and mentions their weight. I mean, it's bollocks. But you're directly so, yeah. challenging that in your videos. You are. And so that's interesting. That So yeah, I don't get as many. And then the ones that do come, they ignore what I've said and they just talk about the fact that I'm going to die at 40 of a heart attack. So Okay. <laughs> that's, um yeah, helpful. And nice yeah. to know that they have understood this whole thing. How did you come from, so you talked about like being, you've been many different sizes and many different sort of stages of recognition of weight stigma. How did you come to kind of health at every size and body positivity? So I was, I lost a lot of weight for my wedding. And in Don't doing we all? so, yeah. <laughs> and in doing so, I should just point out, there was no pressure from my significant other to do that, by the way. That was just me thinking I must be a certain size to fit in a wedding dress. Well, that um, was not just you. That was diet culture kind of identifying yeah. that life stage of, oh, look, you've yeah. hit the, the bridal thing. So now it's time to go on another diet. Yeah. Well, actually, while we're, while we're slagging off Facebook, the minute I changed my Facebook status to engaged, tailored ads all switched to diet stuff. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. And then the day I changed it to married, I got adverts for divorce lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh my god! But yeah, so I was, I was, I'd lost a lot of weight for the wedding, and then because I'd done was quite drastic as diets usually are. It wasn't long before I started piling it back on, and I was getting unhappy with that because I don't know why. For some reason in my head, that wedding diet, I felt like, well, I've smashed it, and that's me done now. I'm free of diets. Okay, but that's what they tell us. Yeah. That, well, exactly. That's the lie they sell. You know, just yes. one more, one good one. One where you smash it with the willpower and then you're done for life. And that's yeah, the dream one, that they're one selling. One diet to save us all. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I was piling it back on. So I was desperate to try and get it back off. And I was looking at more and more drastic measures. Oh. And I found one diet that basically led me down a really dangerous rabbit hole, being obsessed with quality of the food as well. It had to be clean eating. Oh, wellness um, diet. Wellness absolute, diet. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Zero processed food. And it was taking over my life. Like going to the supermarket was taking me three hours because I scrutinized every single label. Mm. I was shunning fruit because it had too much sugar. Shit. And I, the, so the worst thing to me, what, there were two tipping points. One was I was at my mother-in-law's house and she'd made a vegetable soup. And she said, oh, do you want some soup? And I said, well, what's in it? And she laughed at me and she's like, vegetables. <laughs> and I said, no, okay. But like, if we put anything else in it. So she handed oh. me this packet of stock cubes and she said, well, just that, just stock cubes and vegetables. So I read the label of the stock cubes and decided I couldn't have it. 
Oh, you poor thing. And I was like, afterwards, I thought, that it can't be right that on a diet, I have to turn down vegetable soup. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes. There you um, are coming to your own rescue. I was doing all sorts of weird shit. Like I was cooking a full steak for breakfast because <laughs> steak yeah. was okay somehow. Yeah. That's, that, um, we get so obsessive though, because if we're yeah. so restricted, we will. Yeah. Oh. So, and then the other thing was, I was thinking to myself, because obviously we just got married and we were thinking that kids would be in the future at some point. And I suddenly thought to myself, oh my God, what am I going to do when I have a kid and it goes to a birthday party and there's cake? And my kid's going to eat this cake and it's going to get fat. And that's the worst possible thing that can happen. So I actually had the seriously deranged thought that I was going to tell my unborn children that they were allergic to certain foods in order to stop them from eating stuff. Oh my Which, goodness. At that point, I just went, what are you doing? I had a serious word with myself. What are you doing? Because obviously working with kids as well, I just thought, I can't deny my kid the joy of having that stuff. It's yeah. going to be so bad for them. So I'm going to have to lie and tell them there's a real reason. Oh my God. Like, no. I mean, how I talk about it, I can talk about it now, but yeah. for a while, once that, I'd got out of that mindset, you're I'm thinking, really you're thinking, up about yeah. that. Cause, well, no, but you know, it's not your fault because when we're that restricted and that it sounds like orthorexia that you're yeah, it, yeah, thinking, which is what it was. Yeah. Which yeah. is like the pursuit, not of thinness, but of perfect eating. And like your thinking does go almost yeah. like culty kind of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I ne- I very nearly went down an anti-vax route as well as an offshoot of that. Which Isn't was- that interesting? There's that connection between. And they draw you in with that. There's like, like, you know, now you're in this community of people and they draw you in that whole thing of, look, we know better. Okay. We know better than everyone else. We know, you know, we can teach you the way. And you, you're already so lost that yes. you're kind of like, okay. Tell me, take me. Well, it's you're lost and you're nutrient depleted and your brain shrunk because you've got not enough on board and you've already got yeah. this distrust of everything processed. Yeah. That's not yeah. far, and you're is you're it? You're just mm. tired and you're tired. And so it doesn't take long for somebody to go, I'll sweep you up, come over here and I'll tell you more about how the whole world has lied to you about everything. And you just, yeah, you start to lap it up. But thankfully, I, I knocked myself on the head and that is not okay. I'm not, that's not. Isn't it amazing? There was just like this beacon inside you that kind of came to your own rescue. And yeah, you know, your yeah. inner bullshit detector went off. Yes, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, something just said, enough now, come on. And so then I found, I started again, in, still in that diet mentality, really, I got quite drastic. I was like, right, I'm ditching all all diet stuff, throwing out all the books. I'm unfollowing all these accounts on Facebook. And then I found an account that was more promoting of health at every size and talking about how diets were terrible. And I dived headfirst into that and I did all the research and, and everything. And the more I read and the more testimonials I was looking at from people who said that, you know, no, this is true. You know, this is, diets are really bad. I started then to kind of crawl out of that Headspace. Yeah. How how long ago was that? That was it was the year after I was married. So it was 2013 so it was before I got pregnant. Yeah. Because mm. I spent a whole year after the wedding going down that orthorexic rabbit hole. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice that you came out of it in that way. And that the the kind of non-diet, anti-diet approach has been useful for you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Because it doesn't, you know, the health at every size anti-diet stuff, like it just makes sense on a scientific level, on a social level, 
on an equality and oppression and social justice level, as well as, yeah. you know, <laughs> nutrient wise and, you know, narrowing it down just to those physiological health indicators that your brain came back. You wouldn't yeah, have been able to be this funny if, if you were <laughs> starving. It's true. It's true. Yeah, this is the thing with the with the health every size community. You know, they're just pushing out all of these, you know, the actual science and debunking all these diet myths, and that's what really helped. Was like, okay, this is actual proper information, not just get thinner, get thinner, get thinner. This mm-hmm. is them taking the time to break everything down and talk about how these things actually do affect your body, and that made me feel like, oh, well, for the first time, it made me feel like some some institution is actually caring about how I'm going to feel and how my body's going to feel and my health Mm. rather than get thinner, get thinner, get thinner, get thinner, get thinner. Yeah. And try and just ignore how uncomfortable or, you know, half mad you've gone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry that you feel like you're being tortured. Like forget about that. No pain, no gain. Uh So yeah. 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 Someone who, a a movement that says actually pain in the pursuit of weight loss is stupid. (laughs) Yeah, there's just there was just a huge you matter vibe, and that you matter to yourself yeah. and to you know to the people around you, and also the big message that you kind of owe it to yourself and those around you to not have your brain taken over by this stuff. Like the time and energy that I felt like I actually got back once yeah. I ditched all of that was just it was actually phenomenal. Yeah, it's full on, isn't it? How like three hours in the supermarket reading labels is like who has time for that shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christy Harrison calls dieting the life thief. Yeah. Which, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's, it's it nice is. to get nice to get your life back. Was it like I am assuming if you're if that extreme practice of wellness diet, if you stopped that, that your weight would have changed after you stopped dieting. So what if I continued to pursue the... when you stopped dieting that your weight changed? That that the Oh, I see. Sorry, right. Came back on? Yes. Yeah, I did gain weight and that was at first it was it was scary, but because I'd found a good community of people online who all said, look, a lot of us go through that stage and you're going to be fine. And then there was also the focus on got to love your body as it is, or at least accept your body at every point you hit. You know, yeah. that is your body doing what it needs to do. And a lot of it for me was I saw it as recovery yeah. in a way. Because it was hard to get my head around at first because I'd already gained back weight for my wedding. So I was already quite big. I kind of felt, well, my body doesn't need to gain any more weight. Like that's not recovery. I'm already big. But wow. okay, so you had your head made that decision. <laughs> yeah. 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 But then again, that's the health at every size community and, and the online community that I found pulled me out of that. It was like, no, you can be any size and still need to go through that stage of recovery of just yeah. healing your relationship with food and so yeah, so my weight did change, but then it was only scary for me for a short time because that's I managed nice. to accept that this is what yeah. needs to happen. I think that's really tough for people that like that trying to accept that I actually don't have control over my body weight. It's yeah. going to do what it's going to do. And what I can focus on is trying to restore that relationship with food and nourish my body and kind of like, you know, stay grounded in, in the community that are telling yeah. you that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Absolutely. It would be really hard to do that on your own. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's why I think online stuff helps so much. Yes. Yes. Well, that's why. And getting back to you and the overweight bitches content creators, <laughs> this, it's just such a beautiful subject matter. Are you going to continue putting out videos on that? As long as people want them, I'll keep doing them because I, I enjoy it and it's not like I'm short of material. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Where can people find you on TikTok? So I, I think on TikTok it's the same as I think it's nanny underscore Mac B, M A C B. Yes. Um, and I think my Instagram handle is exactly the same. Yes. So yeah. You know what? I Googled Nanny McPhee and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> she looks different to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, thank you for putting this stuff out there and, you know, may may the hotline be flooded. <laughs> and uh, who knows, maybe you'll heal the world of trolls. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having me. A huge thank you to Cara and everybody, please make sure you jump on and follow her on all of her socials because she's not only pushing back against diet culture, she's pushing back against a whole stack of crappy things. On Insta, she's at Cara underscore McBee. Same on Twitter and I think TikTok, but as I've uh, confessed, I'm very elderly and don't really understand TikTok. I get out there, support her. I'm so inspired that there are like her on the planet who are just pushing back through the power of satire and comedy. So I just feel refreshed and I hope you guys do too. Thank you for joining me for this awesome episode and I'll be back very, very, very soon. I promise. In the meantime, trust your body, think critically, push back against diet culture, untrap from the crap. (laughs) 